Welcome to The Best Thing I've Ate, a podcast where we talk about the way we experience life through the food that we eat and the advice that we consume. I'm your host, Ant, and today I'm sitting with one of the homies from college who chased his dreams to open up his own churro truck, owner of Churros Don Lencho, Edwin Tilaseca. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up, man? What's up? Excited to be here. Be a part of this first podcast that I do, so looking forward to it. Hey, it's only my second episode, so I'm happy to have you on, man. (laughs) Shoot. Gotta start somewhere. That's all that matters. So, what's up with the the churro business, man? How are things going? I I know last time we talked, you were uh, thinking about franchising, Yeah. right? So, that's kind of a little low-key, but... Oh, shit. (laughs) Want to start over? We start over. I have to run it back, bro. No, it's all good. No, we could talk about it. We could talk about it. I think I'm like far along in the process where I think it's so kind of okay to somewhat bring it up. But it's it's it's, I've been keeping it really really low key. Um, But yeah, that's probably the next move right now. It's looking like yeah, um, just starting, kind of seeing what's out there, and. You know why not better option than to franchise yeah go a different direction than you know the conservative <laughs> keeping it all within the same circle mm-hmm. but why not expand more out and see right. you know who else can bring different ideas to the table to grow the business and um turn into an empire one day <laughs> hey dope man that's what i'm saying george don lincho like crossed the whole freaking u.s and mexico anywhere bro anywhere bro as long as you know someone's willing to take the time you know put the effort in and show us that they they care about the brand as much as you know me and my family <clears throat> yeah why not nice you know why not nice man I, I, when i when i uh when i uh, wanted to have you on for the episode <laughs> like I was like dang churros don't lencho like and I, I thought about the way I was saying churros right mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I thought about this like funny TikTok that me and Casey saw and how like you do like the native foods accent like you do the native foods accent only to some foods right so like <laughs> Like, I say churros, right? But, like, I would never say, like, I don't know, taco, oh, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. like, okay. <laughs> and then but the, but the TikTok was saying, like, like, why don't we do it to other cultures? Like, I've never seen somebody, like, pull up to, like, a Japanese restaurant and be, like, you know, I want some chicken teriyaki or something like, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. But who knows if they'd be offended? That's what I'm saying. Well, like, <laughs> even with their own culture, though, like, because Ricky, my sister-in-law, she, like, she says tamale. And, like, that's why we, we brought it up, because we were like, bro, like, you're switching up. Like, you don't talk like this. Like, yeah. why do you only talk like that for tamale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, that, that shit was, like, just the funniest thing to me. Um, but dope, man. I'm glad that the business is doing well. You guys are posted up now at 67th and Broadway, Broadway right? Okay. Yeah, yeah we had a move. Well, I mentioned it to you. We had a move due to the expansion of the road that they're doing on Lower Boca. Right. So we only moved a mile south. Um, but it feels like we kind of started all over. 
Yeah. Even though, I mean, you know, yesterday we hit 9,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, dope, yeah, man. Congrats, man. That was pretty hype about that. Um, one of my actual goals is to hit 10,000 this year. So we're hoping, you know, to get there we'll hopefully this year. If not, it's okay. But, yeah. you know, just keep pushing Instagram, hey, social One media. day, man. Or you never know. You just blow up out of nowhere. Yeah. Get them 1,000 overnight. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, that is very true. That's yeah. happened before. Um, but, like with that Mexi Papa guy? Yeah, well, yeah. some of the foodies that came out, Mexi Papa was one. Um, I think the one that really, really helped us was uh, Welcome to Arizona when those oh, okay. guys came out. Uh-huh. Man, cool guys. And yeah, they just, you know, posted it, even just them posting us on their story. Yeah. Dude, we got, probably kid you not, well over 500. And then when they finally posted the video of us, uh-huh. yeah, I think it was like 2,000 overnight. It was like instant. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And How about like, how about like the organic reach that came from it like you know like 2,000 followers on Instagram and then how many came to like come see you you know at your spot I I mean to be honest I wouldn't be able to put like a head count Uh roughly but I can definitely tell you that we were busy bro yeah yeah the time when they you know when I brought out these foodies to come try the churros and they you know gave us good reviews or whatever it was they gave us shout outs yeah man they pulled people (laughs) for sure so we were definitely busy um, I think that week we opened up on a Wednesday and I kid you not we probably had like a 30 40 minute wait on a Wednesday that wouldn't like never happen it was always Dang. like that's I mean that's like a weekend wait for us you know right right um, when we were really slammed but that was like on a Wednesday and we were, we were like damn we weren't prepared for this but you know it just pushes us to new levels and yeah. realizing like you know this product can get somewhere else <laughs> it was good man like I told yeah. you last time it was like no joke, best churro I've ever had in my life, bro. Like, <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. Better than Disneyland churros, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to ask, for the people who don't know, um, what was the reasoning for you? What Walk us through your, your journey of you know stepping out of the corporate world and, and stepping into the churro business, man. So, I mean, kind of going back, graduated from NAU. Um, that's where I met you and most of our Started little circle mm-hmm. of friends. Uh, yeah, came back to Phoenix. Um, found out that obviously Ruby was pregnant, so the first thing on my mind was you know getting a job mm-hmm. and start grinding. Um, realized that it wasn't like I just felt closed off. Being in a working environment wasn't really for me. Um, waking up really early, coming home, being with. Rupee maybe two three hours having to leave to go home and sleep because I had to do the same thing over and over again. Right. That routine life just wasn't for me. I realized it early on. Yeah. I was like, this this isn't for me. I'm not happy. And I would always tell her, I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, I want to do something. I just mm-hmm. don't know what. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I know I want out of this circle that I was that I was constantly in. You know, right. every day, um, moving to the motions. <clears throat> Excuse me. It wasn't until when I got one of my jobs at a, it was a beauty company out in Scottsdale. Uh, my supervisor at the time, he, him and his daughter owned a clothing company for kids. Oh, okay. And from there on, you know, I would always pick his brain like, oh, like what made you want to start that? And you know, it, it was sometimes like, instead of working, we were talking about business <laughs> for yeah. hours. And from there on, you know, he, he kind of like pushed me and encouraged me to want to do something he's like you know and one thing he always said he's like you know everyone should have a business he's like no matter what it is he's like 
to, to he, at the time I didn't know what you know what you could write off with the business. Right. But he was just saying he's like tax reasoning. He's like pretty much you you'll save yourself money if you have a business. And mm-hmm. I just I never understood that until obviously now. Right. <clears throat> but um, he kind of just you know influenced me and kind of guided me to like explore that entrepreneur you know road roadway right in a sense and you know just one day to another i kind of just realized you know woke up in the middle of the night scared my whole family (laughs) (laughs) with the dream that i had that you know in my middle or like in my dream i envisioned myself cooking churros on the side of the road no plan no nothing bro crazy next morning woke up or sorry that that night i woke up I like ran to my parents' room. They thought something was going on with uh, my son because Isaiah was already born, uh-huh. and they were freaking out. And I was like, "No, no, no, relax. Like, you know, it's just what, you know, I have an idea." And they were like, "What? Like, what's going on?" And I was like, "I'm gonna sell churros." And they looked at me crazy. They're like, "Go to sleep. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> go to sleep." Go to sleep. <laughs> and I kid you not, man, that excitement was so real. Like, I never felt like a drive. I never felt like going for it right with anything i've ever done you know and i love sports i love playing sports and even then that didn't even push me to where <coughs> to the way that you know starting to sell children on the side of the road pushed me i was like i don't know how i'm gonna get there yeah but i'm gonna get there long story short kind of going forward oh sorry i don't want to jump too ahead that following after that whole situation happened with my parents i went back couldn't sleep started YouTubing videos on how to make churros. Dang. And I was like, I gotta learn. I gotta learn. There there has to be a way. So, you know, I went to the first source that I could find was YouTube. Hey, gotta love YouTube. Yeah, man, man for sure. From <laughs> there on, I kind of just went on to, uh, what's it called? Um, to looking at recipes online. And then mm-hmm. I just kind of saw that a lot of the recipes were similar, but not really you know what i was looking for i wanted more like a real mexican authentic taste mm-hmm. and i felt like a lot of these were americanized churros yeah like they had americanized ingredients I, it just kind of to me i kind of had a vision of what i wanted to take like what like what's uh what's con- like what's the difference with like american versus you know a, a mexican authentic so kind of the way i saw it was a lot of well so from my kind of knowledge with churros I know in Mexico they don't use any dairy products. Oh, okay. So I kind of want to follow that path of not using dairy products. Yeah. And that's why we, you know, came up with the vegan recipe so that anybody can taste and eat our churros. Yeah. No matter what they are. Um, so I kind of want to go that direction because yeah. I knew um, some churros here in the U.S. are are made out of. I mean, some are water based, but some are also milk based. Mm-hmm. So and then I was like, you know what? That's probably not going to be the best solution for me i want to go more of like the mexican water base got it got it you know so that's kind of where the direction that we took and yeah that next morning i went to work and i told my supervisor i'm like hey you know i'm thinking about making churros and he's like do it that's literally all he told me he's like do it i was hoping he would give me like a guide way he just said do it yeah and i was like you know like i gotta figure out a way (laughs) yeah so then I went to the store right after work, um, stopped by, bought some ingredients, went home, started mixing things up, man. Yeah. Kind of following the recipes that they, that I saw on YouTube and then I saw on you on Google. And I was like, 
you know, th- this tastes good, but I want to be different. I want to be different. And that's where the concept of uh, a vegan churro came up. So, you know, we played around with different recipes. Yeah. So we finally got one. We started perfecting it. And maybe from like a course of that day till February 19 was when we opened. Maybe I would say probably no more than three weeks. Mm-hmm. From Found when, the recipe. No, no, no. From when we opened the business. Oh, three weeks. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, bro. I didn't know nothing, but I knew that I wanted to start. Yeah. I was like, I got to start because if I don't start, then I don't know if it's going to work. Right. So I kid you know, it's probably a span of three <clears throat> weeks. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, during that time, though, we did go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I kind of saw and, and talked to a churro guy. One thing about churro, um, people that make churro, they'll never tell you the recipe. Right. No matter if you bribe them, try to pay them, nothing, bro. To the grave. Yeah, bro. They, they take they, they take a lot of pride in their recipes. So, you know, this guy, I finally found one guy and he gave me some tips. and But he didn't want to tell me what to put in the churros. And he just, you know, said, he, all he told me was, do this, this, and this. And I was like, dude, that literally what I'm doing. You know, this that's, he was like... He's like, all you got to do is mix, uh, taste it, make sure it tastes good, and then start frying it. That's literally <laughs> all he said. I was like, dude, this, this is not what I help. Like, this is not going to help me. So he's like, just, you know, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Dang. So I was like, man, all right. Well, came back a week or so, and I told my dad, or I think I told my parents, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to start. We're going to learn as we go. At first, everyone was like, oh, well. You don't have nothing prepared. I was like, it's okay. I'll figure it out. Maxed out two credit cards in that Jeez. week just to get everything ready. Yeah. And I said, you know what? It's gonna. I'm going to do it. If if I fell doing this, at least I know I tried it. Right. You know? Right. So I went all in. Like I said, maxed out credit cards. I was freaking... I was like, I got to make it work now, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, just went for it and look at us now. Two year, a little over two years now, going strong, and yeah. thank God I took the risk, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's inspiring, man. Like, just that's the that's the entrepreneur story, right there. You know, yeah, it's about those those risks, and it's about maxing out the credit card. You know, that good debt to build wealth kind of thing, and and not only that, but just to do something that fulfills you. You know, and and not have to wake up in this like. Oh, here we go. Monday again. Can't wait till Friday. Yeah. You know, and, and um, I think it's like, like, like I said before, like, it's just amazing to see like all the progress that you guys have done. And just I, I think like, you, for, like, for me personally, like one of the first people that I knew who kind of broke that that mold, you know, and like said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I don't want to complain about this job that I have, this boss that I have, these coworkers I got. Like, I'm going to make churros and I'm going to make it work, you know, and I respect that. So congrats to you, man, and, and all your success. I think that's that's Appreciate amazing, it, man. <laughs> you know, I, I think like same with um, with like Kaya, you know, when me and Kevin like first started, <clears throat> like how we started was like, I literally like watched like a Joe Rogan, Jocko Willink, like motivational video. Right. And they were like, same thing that, that pretty much as your boss said, like, just do it. You know, it's that Nike cliche, just do it. Right. But it's, yeah. it's so powerful It is bro. when you start putting stuff into action. Right. When you start doing the things that like you want, actually want to do, it's like, it's insane what that does for you. You know? So I remember like 
our first meeting, like, like with the, the advice that they gave was like, whatever you want to do in life, put as much time as you have. If that means that it's only one hour for one week on a Tuesday, do it, you know? And so me and Kev met our first meeting for one hour. I said, dude, let's just talk about it for one hour. Like, what do we want to do with this coffee shop? And I remember like looking at each other, our first meeting and we were like, what the hell? Where do we, where do we start? What yeah. do we talk about? <laughs> what do we do? You know? True. And like, I felt like after that first minute, things just started like falling into place. You know, like you, you literally find the next step of like, oh, I got to do this next. Oh, I got to do this next. And you can only see that once you start taking the steps. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah, it's, it's just like, it's crazy that like, I feel like it's, everyone has that origin story, that like entrepreneur story. And like, that's where it starts is just the action, you know, of just doing it. It really is, man. It's yeah. just, you know, gamble on yourself. Right. I've told you many times I'm not much of a gambler, but the only person I'll gamble on is on myself. <laughs> right. Just because, you know, I hate, I hate, you know, being, I guess, in a sense, not showing myself that I can't do it, if that mm, makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> Sorry, that was a little confusing. Nah, nah. <laughs> just kind of competing with yourself exactly, or like, you know, well, yeah. I mean, I think that's powerful too of like, when you do that, you get to realize I can do this. Or, you know, being honest with yourself of like, I can't do this. Yeah. There's some things that aren't for me, you know? Very true. <clears throat> um, and I think that's that's amazing of like just increasing your self-awareness, you know, and like, and it gives you direction and in, in, to where to go next or what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, you know, and how can I continue to grow as like an individual. So I think that's amazing, man, that you, that you did that step. Yeah, and I mean, one thing I've, you know, kind of starting to realize a lot now is, you know the mental aspect of you know taking that risk and what goes on with your head because you start becoming your worst enemy mm-hmm. you know you start listening to other people i mean I, people within my own family were like laughing at me just because they were like oh you have a four-year degree mm-hmm. and you're literally gonna let everything go for a churro right a churro dream that might not even work right and i was like you don't know that i don't know it Right. But I want to figure out if it's going to work out or not. Right. You know, and, you know, I had people like my mom would tell me, she's like, you know, I had so-and-so call me and tell me, like, you're really selling children on the side of the road. And I'm like, I'm making it happen. Yeah. Why not? Right. You know, it's it's what I want. Right. Right. So, you know, when you start blocking out the outside noise and stop, you know, doubting yourself and just put the trust in yourself. The sky's the limit, bro. Right. <laughs> in all reality. What, what, well, like. Even with that, like, you can always go back to your day job, <laughs> you know, like, Facts. Facts. like, say, say these things don't work out, the coffee shop doesn't work out, your true business doesn't work out, right? We can always go back to a regular nine to five job, but at least we know that we took a bet on ourselves, you know, at least exactly. we, we, we rolled the dice on ourselves. And now I don't have to be like sitting on my deathbed thinking like, damn, you know, I could have been this, this, and that, but I didn't take the step, you know? Yeah. I don't have to live with that anymore, and it's such a freeing feeling, you know, when, you, when you're actually brave enough to take that step of, like, I'm going to do this, you know? And I haven't left my day job or anything like that. Like, that, for me, I think that, like, I'm in different circumstances, you know, and for stuff sure. like that, but, like, you know, if I could, I would. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel it. <laughs> but, yeah. um... See, I mean, at the time, I think I was only making like 
what, 15, 16 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, it was like, you know, why not risk it all? Because I can go find myself another 15, 16 dollar job. That's insane. 15, 16, bro. I mean, this is what, three, like three years ago? Two, no. I mean, I guess that's true too. So, I mean, now people (coughs) shoot at Taco Bell. That's what 15 they're bucks yeah. an hour, bro. I see yeah. it on the windows. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I mean, drive by. I'm like starting at fi- starting yeah. at 15. I'm like, sure, what? We, we drove by uh, Canes and it said a big old billboard starting at 15. And I was right. like, my first job, I think, was I was making seven bucks at McDonald's. My first job. That's in high crazy. <laughs> like, but it's crazy too that think that like people with bachelor degrees, yeah. like you know, are making. Still seventeen, maybe eighteen dollars an hour. You yeah, know, it's it's crazy. It's rough out there, man. My first job, I was making fourteen, with the degree. Yeah. In a so-called lab, bro. Right, right. I was like, man, this is. This ain't I, it, bro. It's not. <laughs> I was like, I should just became a damn engineer at that point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's 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 maybe like, uh, uh like maybe a handful of bachelor degrees that are still good, mm-hmm. right? But other than that, it's like. Now go up and up a business, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're going to school for free or whatever. Or if you want to go to school, go ahead. If the nine to five life is for you, you know, go ahead. But I think that it's important to like, you know, figure out what you want to do. Block, like you said, block out the outside noise, and be able to look yourself in the mirror of like, no, this is what I want to do. Who cares what everybody else says? You yeah. Know? In all reality, I mean, you kind of touched on it right now when you said when you're at your deathbed, you want to look back. There's kind of something I heard not too long ago was like, what if like, you know, judgment day comes, you meet God and he shows you what you could have been and what you are. Mm-hmm. Would you be happy with yourself? You know, mm-hmm. it's one thing that I've heard. Not, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago. I heard that and it really hit me, man. I was like, damn, you know, what if I would have stayed in that job? Where would I be right now? Right. right. You know, driving, actually driving right now. You pass by it or something? <clears throat> no, no, no. <laughs> I was just reflecting because normally I would be driving around 7. Uh-huh. That's what time I would get off. So I was getting home around 7.30. Terrible hours, bro. Right. Literally terrible hours. But I I was kind of just reflecting just because, you know, I never drive alone anymore. Usually I have Isaiah with me or I have Ruby with me or both. Wow. So it's really it's really hard for me. Or not really hard, but just, you know, I, I never drive alone. So, you know, I was driving alone and, you know, I was just thinking, you know, I'm doing this podcast and I was just reflecting. I'm like, hey, this is literally was me two years ago or like, like, yeah, a little bit over two years ago driving home from work at this time by myself. Crazy. Like, do I want that? Like, do I want to go back to that? And I literally thought to myself, hell no. <laughs> hell. <laughs> you just got done watching a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. I literally, like today, dude, I, you know, I got went, got supplies for the business. I got a, a new menu because we're adding new items to the uh-huh. menu. Oh, dope. Um, yeah, so I went to go. What you adding? Uh, we're adding different flavors of ice cream. And okay. then we're adding Oreos and Fruity Pebbles as an option as well. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah, so I we had to get a new menu Got it. Um, just to, you know, so we can introduce all that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, like like I said, I was just, you know, today I, I did that. No worries. I, Me and Isaiah went to go have lunch. And we're just, you know, even though we're eating in the car, but I was just, like, looking at the mirror and seeing how much he was enjoying that. And I was like, gosh, dude, like, right now? I would be eating lunch by myself. Right. You know? It was like around 12. And that's what time I would usually take lunch. 12, 1. 
and I was just like looking at him and he was eating and I was eating and I was like dang man like it's priceless it is man it's, yeah. it's time you can't right. you know you can't take for granted and lately I just I try to enjoy every, like I, I think I was telling you you know I love the fact that I can wake up and the first thing he sees is me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I joke around with like people and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna home, I'm gonna stay at home, dad. You know, <laughs> now I'm gonna stay at home, dad. My my wife works all like in the mornings, and I'm I'm gonna stay at home, dad. But honestly, man, it, that was really the goal. Like, that was the goal when I first started the business. Was I want to take advantage of my son when he's little? Yeah. You know, eventually, you know, when he's older, he's probably gonna find his own path, go his own ways. But right now, I want to nurture, yes, friends. Yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. He's probably not even gonna hang out with me. Right. But right now, you know, I leave the house and he starts crying because he wants to do everything with me. Yeah, it's like at first I was like, oh, come on, son, just you know, take it easy, like you know, give me some space. But now it's like, come on, like you know, I love you. I'll give him a hug and just appreciate his time and yeah, you know, his his presence because it's it's what I wanted. It's literally what I wanted, man. Right. The reason why I started, you know, pursuing this entrepreneur life, start my own business was to give myself time to spend with my son spend, spend time with more of my loved ones because you just never know man right you just yeah. never know exactly man well that's dope man shoot let's get into the show yeah yeah, yeah man <laughs> I can talk about that forever man yeah, bro, but for sure. let's get into way. the show yeah <laughs> uh, okay first question man um, so who were the chefs in your life growing up or currently and, and what were their specialty dishes man give us your three options so for sure, um, Guy Fury, he was probably up there just because I used to watch a lot of uh, um, his show on the Food Network. I grew up the diners, much, yeah, drives and stuff, dines, huh? whatever. Yeah, man. So one restaurant that to this day I wanted to try, it was kind of like a Lola's Chicken and Waffles, uh-huh. but I think it was based on like Alabama. Oh, okay. It looked like a hole in the wall, and all you gotta say is like you love eggs, and they give you an egg, an extra egg into your order. I forget the name of the restaurant, but I think it was, like, in Alabama somewhere. But, dude, the, the chicken, even on TV, it looked enormous. Like, I'm talking, like, it was, bro, it was like this. It was deep-fried chicken with a waffle. And then you still get your eggs and stuff. Like, it was crazy. It was a crazy meal. And I was like, one day I want to eat one of, like, that. Or a plate like that. Uh-huh. So, he probably was, you know, up there. And... Another guy was uh, the man versus food. Um, Adam, I always forget his last name, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From man versus food, because yeah. he would eat some crazy meals, and I'm like, <coughs> man, to have that kind of stomach, you must be, you know, yeah, one of a. No, guy. but I'm talking about like, like you growing up, like food that you ate, like who were the chefs in your life, like. You know? Oh, well, I thought you were talking about celebrity shit. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 bro. Kill. <laughs> you know. Making me look bad already. <laughs> no, so, I mean, for sure. My we're just going to go off the dome now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's just talk okay, about it. Cool. Uh, my mom, I mean, you know, I grew up on Mexican food every day. Yeah. You know, there was times when it was just beans, beans and, you know, tortillas. Yeah. But at least there was food, you know? Right, right. Gotta be grateful for that. Um, so what's your mom's like specialty dish like if, if growing up one thing I <clears throat> loved was uh, tacos dorados de papa okay so what's that like flautas oh okay okay so yeah so similar to that but instead of rolling them she would just um, put them flat like fold them in half ooh okay with um, papa uh-huh. and she, sometimes she would put beans in them but she used to make like a 
So she used to do it was like a, a mixture of green and red salsa. So she would oh, put okay. tomatillos and then chile de árbol and blend it. So it was like oh, a, yeah, yeah it, it, it 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 gave it like a greenish red color. Uh-huh. Bro, that's something about that salsa. Fire, bro. You know how to make it? No, I don't. No. But if I if I ask her, I'm sure she'll tell me like how she would make it. Yeah. But something literally it was like the most simple things, but it was like like I said the the taco. Um, lechuga, queso fresco, sour cream, and then that salsa, bro. Something about that salsa, Dang. fire all the time. That sounds super bomb. Are they were they corn or flour tortillas? No, uh, corn. Corn. Yeah, bro, corn. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what, was what uh, area in Mexico are they from? So my mom's from uh, Guadalajara, Jalisco. Oh, okay. And then my dad's from a little more south, Puebla. It's Got like it. an hour away from uh, El DF. Okay. Yeah. And do they have like a, 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 like a tortilla like discrepancy like, or like what's the what's the what's the region eat? Cause I know different areas in Mexico, you know. Like the color of tortilla or the corn? or like yeah, corn versus flour, you know, like. Well, over there it's mainly um, white corn. Okay, white corn. Yeah, so white corn tortillas. Everywhere. In where? In Jalisco. In Jalisco, okay. And honestly, I've only been to Puebla a handful of times. Um, just because we would never really go. We always went to my mom's part because all my dad's family is all in the U.S. Oh, okay. So there's really not too much family over there. Got it. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, I believe it was white tortillas as well. Uh, corn. Got it. Yeah, there wasn't really too much flour. I think flour is more north, like Sonora, Sinaloa. And did she, did she make the tortillas or not? So my mom, yeah, now, well, she would. Um, she says too much work, but... <laughs> she she definitely could. They're called bla- um some people call them blanquillas. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, some people call blanquillas like eggs too, but um o calientes calientitas. One of my tios would always say, "Oh, that's unas calientitas." <coughs> I like both those names. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like uh, like kind of a way to saying like I want hand uh, handmade tortillas. So yeah, my but yeah, my mom definitely was probably one of the. I mean, she was the one that pretty much would cook at the house. My dad never really cooked. Yeah, I mean, to to this day, he really doesn't really cook. So, um, it just churros. Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't even make them either. Oh no. Uh, I'm the usually the one that cooks the churros. <laughs> um, um. Another person, probably my grandma, from my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she, like I said, they were all when we were living in California, we would go over and eat. Um, one of her best dishes. Well, I kind of too, was a um, mole. Uh, Rojo, okay. which is uh, that one comes from Puebla, yeah. And then there's another one called Pipian, it's green, Pipian, okay. And she would make um, it was tamales verdes, mm. it was I, I, I forget what put what she puts in it, but it was made out of um, it was like, a, like same, a green chili, or like no, 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 it wasn't like a green chili, it was um, it literally looked like mole, uh-huh. but it was just green. Got it. But they call it pipian. I I forget what the ingredients are, bro. But something about it has like a unique taste. Uh-huh. But it's like it tastes fresh in a sense. Mm. So, but Dude, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Mole just doesn't do it for me, bro. Like I feel like I, like I've seen people make mole, right? And I know it's this like super super crazy process. A lot of time goes into it. A lot yeah. of ingredients goes into it, and like a lot of technical skills and love goes into it, right? <laughs> But every time I've had mole, I'm just like, damn, with all these things that go into it, like... Something's missing. Yeah, like, yeah. like y'all didn't have to do this much kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, 
I've only had mullet maybe like three times in my life, and I I didn't know that there were other colors too. Yeah. Um, I think that was like a, a big oh, thing shit. too. Like I feel like you know I just see mullet and I think like black mullet or whatever you yeah. know and like not knowing that, like that there's red or the green yeah and yeah. i heard green mullet is really good mm-hmm. yeah well i know it's green and like i said i i don't know if it's considered pipian green what i don't know but <laughs> i i would just eat it bro honestly <laughs> it, was, it was bomb yeah so um one of those i mean those dishes were always kind of my whenever my grandma would cook that from my dad's side we would definitely have to go eat over there Shoot. um and then, i tried it out <laughs> yeah. And then um, my mom's grandma, she one of my all-time favorite dishes, bro. The most simplest, she would call it poor food. Mm-hmm. Literally, she would make handmade tortillas uh-huh. and pinch them on the side. So they were called picaditas. That's, that's what they're called. And then the middle, she would put a little bit of oil uh-huh. and then put salsa, hot sauce. Or not, like, not like a valentina, but like an actual made like a salsa. Uh-huh. And then spread it around and then with queso fresco, bro. Yeah, that sounds so good. The most simplest like things you could think of, bro. Wow. Fire. That sounds absolutely yeah. delicious. And they would call them pic- she would call them picaditas. Is that like I, I don't know there, there's English an actual like, name. What is like uh, a little pic- pinch maybe? Or no, a little spicy, like a little spicy. Oh, a little spicy, okay. Yeah, yeah so picaditas. So would she pinch the like the tortilla to like hold the, the yeah, salsa and the, the salsa. and the cheese? Yeah. Hold the salsa and the cheese. So this is the thing. You just pinch it all around, uh-huh. and um, the salsa. You put a little bit of oil, so it can um, cook the salsa in a sense. Dang. And then you just put the queso fresco on top, and then just that sounds so let good. Let it melt dude. a little bit and start munching, bro. Have you tried to like make your own or no? It's not just, recently, but uh, I probably if I really is there to, like anyone that like my makes mom, that still your mom? My mom, yeah. Damn, that sounds bomb, I dude. Think, I think I love we, them like little simple meals, you know, or yeah. the poor food, like ratchet food. Yeah, <laughs> bro, ratchet meals like they smack sometimes, man. They, do, they, be, they be getting slept on, bro. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like that's one of those meals that like them like high school, you know, middle school come home at like three o'clock, and like I just make a ratchet meal, or even when I was in like high school and I was trying to eat clean. Like, to keep something, like, calorie-friendly and, like, nutrition-friendly. This is, like, one of the craziest, probably, like, yeah, probably craziest, like, most unappetizing dish ever. I would just get white rice, right? And then I would take, like, lunch meat ham, like, deli ham, and I just warm it up. And I I would just eat white rice and that, bro, and it would smack. Actually, I would actually try that. Yeah. You want to know my poor food was? What? Like when I would come home and there wasn't food. Tostadas. Uh-huh. Sour cream. And Valentina sauce on top. That sounds like a snack too. <laughs> yeah. That was my poor food, bro. When like my mom wouldn't cook or anything and I would come home and I was hungry. Yeah. And we had tostadas, sour cream, and freaking... We always had Valentina. Valentina or tapatio. We always had hot sauce at the house. Uh-huh. Typical Mexican, I guess. And yeah, bro. It was always my... So you guys were a Valentina family or, or a tapatio family? Both, yeah. Both. It, yeah. What about Cholula? Where does that rank for you guys? I think now we're more Cholula. Yeah? Yeah, bro. Something about Cholula, it's, it hits, bro. It hits. I had a conversation about that the other day with somebody. I think for breakfast, I can only Bre- do... Dude, that, that's where so- I was going. <laughs> Cholula is like that perfect breakfast one, like with eggs, you know? It's like great. Yeah. And the other times of the day, I feel like I'm like a tapatio guy. I'm getting away from tapatio. Yeah? I think so. 
have more of the Valentina. The I've like lady. stayed away from Valentina. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah. I see it there, and I'm like, I just have it playing. <laughs> but if there's Tapatio there, I'm like, oh, you're familiar, you know? Like I haven't, I haven't ventured into Valentina. I mean, I, I'll eat both, but I think I, lately I've been getting more into uh, Valentina than Tapatio. What about uh, Tabasco? I can do it if it's the only option. Got it. So like at Waffle House. We mm. went over the weekend, uh-huh. and they don't have anything but um, tab- Tabasco. So. What's your What's your opinion on Waffle House, bro? It grew on me. I think ever since uh, me and Ruby started dating, uh-huh. it definitely has grown on me. And then right now, they have like a special, the All-Star special. Mm-hmm. So much food, bro, for 11 bucks. Toast, eggs, hash brown, bacon, <coughs> waffle, bro. 11 bucks. See, I think this is that's the problem that I have with it. Like, you you just said eleven dollars, bro. <laughs> to me, I'm like, like everyone talks about how cheap Waffle House is, and I'm like, bro, eleven dollars—that's kind of a lot, bro. I mean, I know inflation is crazy and stuff like that, and maybe it's because I didn't grow up with a Waffle House around. Okay. But for me, I tried it right, and I was like, okay, this is subpar food. I'm not expecting anything crazy at Waffle House, but then I got the bill, and it was like. Thirteen ninety eight, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like, you know, everyone talk about how cheap Waffle House is. I thought my bill was gonna be like, you know, seven, eight bucks or something like that. But if, to me, I mean, I rock with Denny's. I'm a Denny's guy. You know, like me and the homies always went to Denny's and stuff like that. You. But you know, you had the little <laughs> one, two, three dollar meal yeah. menu. You know, and like for me, that was like that. Like Denny's just trumps that. I'm like, dang, this is cheap. Is good. But people come to me, like, from Arizona or whatever, you know, they're like, Waffle House is amazing, bro. And I'm like, it's really not. And you're paying $11. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of standard, I feel, now everywhere. Just like it, you said, just because with inflation. It could be that. I haven't been to Denny's in a minute, ever since I got a big boy job. <laughs> <laughs> we went to, they opened up a new Denny's right by our house. Uh-huh. And we went last Monday. I think it was last Monday. And I think it was one, two... Four and then Isaiah five, so five of us and we paid like eighty bucks. Dang. So I was like, I don't know what's cheap anymore. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah. But um. Because <laughs> yeah, inflation, man. It is, bro. It really is. It's messing everything up. It's wild, man. Crazy times. Yeah. But all right, man. Let's move into the next topic. Give Give me your uh, three options for the best meal that you've had in your life. I think number one is um. Chile rellenos from my tia. Mm. Something about those damn chile rellenos. Till this day, every time I go to Mexico, I ask her to cook them for me, bro. Yeah. Because I don't know if it was just like how fresh they taste or kind of backstory. I used to hate chile rellenos growing up. Oh, wow. I used to hate them, bro. I think I used to think it was like the most nasty food. Like Stepping into the, the you change segment yeah. already. Yeah, bro. So we went to Mexico. And my mom went behind my back and mm-hmm. told my tia, like, hey, Edwin loves chirrellenos. <laughs> and I, at the time, I, I hated him. But I was like, hell no, I'm not going to eat that. You know, I'd rather eat something else. Give me just rice. I'll eat rice. And um, so, you know, she went, she got everything, and she made them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went mm-hmm. over. My tia, they live, like, down the street from where my, my grandparents' house is. Um, so we walk over there and we get there and my tia's like, oh, like, mijo, 
your mom told me that you love chile rellenos. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I looked at my mom, I was like, no, I don't. And then she was like, my mom looks at me, she's like, well, you better eat them because she made them just for you. I was like, oh, crap. So I sat down. That mom she gave look. me, yeah, she gave me, she didn't give me just one, bro. She gave me two chile rellenos, bro. <laughs> she put, I think she gave me rice and beans or no, I don't remember. And in Mexico, they don't use microwaves for their tortillas. They use them on the comal. Got it. So straight from the freaking stove uh-huh. to your plate, bro. They burn when they're coming. Like when you're holding on, you're like trying to rip them up and burning your hands. But um, <laughs> yeah, bro, I started just, I said, you know what? Well, screw it. First bite I took, I was like, this is what they taste like? And I've been running away from them my whole life? Crazy. Dude, killed the whole plate and still went back for seconds. Crazy. And my mom looked at me like, see? Like, you just got to try it. I think yeah. I was maybe like in 6th, 7th grade when this happened. So, I mean, I wasn't like too old, but I was like old a little enough, older. Yeah. yeah, old enough. And bro, something about that meal that she made for me like I, till this day like I said every time I go to Mexico I tell my mom like, gotta have them yeah I'm like hey tell my tia que, like I want you the rellenos when I'm out there crazy and I think when they went my family went when I was in my honeymoon mm-hmm. they were out there and my tia actually made chile rellenos and she went I think my sister sent me a picture or I don't know if they did or didn't but I think they um, they ate chile rellenos or they told me they ate chile rellenos and I was uh-huh. just like thinking to this day like dang man like I gotta go back just for that. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah, bro. So that's definitely one of those meals. Um, another one, just because I grew up on it, uh, the place I took you, the kind of little hole in the wall. Uh, the hot for- dogs? No, 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 no. In Cali, uh, the the taco shop. Oh. I mean, uh-huh. just because in Santa Ana, it was like down the street from where I grew up. Yeah. And that was always like the taqueria we went to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, anything on their menu, I freaking kill. But yeah. The tortas, too. Yeah. There, and something about the bread. Really, yeah. That's what me and Ruby were talking tortas about. Tortas are crazy, Yeah, bro. dude. Their bread is just sweet, and it's like the perfect mix yep. with the meat. Yeah. I don't know. It's so bomb. But I grew up on that spot, and I would always, growing up, <clears> I would always eat their burritos. So, I mean, I just kind of been rolling with their al pastor burrito since yeah yeah so i love the way they cook their al pastor there so that's always and i actually re- i actually got um when we went with uh ruby's uh family uh we crystal oswin esme we all went to uh <coughs> disneyland <coughs> i took them there all of them liked it yeah and every time fire bro yeah every time crystal goes now she always has to go eat there yeah, and ruby tells me there, she's man. like you guys you put a you put us all on i'm like yeah it's bomb i mean it's a literally it's a whole while you saw it right like bro there's hella sketch in there <laughs> <laughs> walls are all mismatched freaking one of them has um what's it called um wallpaper falling off like you're like i'm about to eat here and then you try the food you're like all right yep. this is fire <laughs> yep so that's probably one of the other um Meals, I would say. Dope, man. Last option. Last option. Do my churros count? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They can, man. Shoot. Yeah, I think, honestly, when I finally, like, realized, you know, this is the right churro, this is the right mix. What a moment. Yeah, bro. Like, I tried it, and I was like, dude, this is it. Like, this is the one. Yeah. And from there on, you know, just stuck to that recipe and... That's crazy, man. Just been riding with that, bro. That's so dope that like <laughs> that moment is that moment for you. You know, like it tasted amazing, one of the best things that you've ever ate. But then it's also like so 
crazy to your story and where you are now and like how you live your life like that that's crazy how that's connected you it know? is bro it all comes together it all comes full circle man right it's right. crazy it really is but it's one of those things you know you can't predict it just kind of happens yeah so yeah I would definitely say probably that moment <clears throat> when I realized that you know I had it I had it down and that was the one I was riding with nice so out of those three who trumps them all I think Chirriano is easy, bro. Yeah. Easy. Just because, you know, like, I ran away from them so much. Yeah. So when I finally caved in and tried them, I was like, man, this is... I mean, it made you like them. I mean, wait, you said you never had them before, right? No. So I guess you didn't... Yeah, you didn't even no. know. Yeah, I didn't know what they taste like. I mean, I would see them, but it just... Crazy. It just threw me off, bro, because stuffed cheese and a pepper, you deep fry it, and then you put a bunch of salsa on top of it, like... <laughs> no I'm good you know that that doesn't look like a good mix like and I would always think they were spicy too so I was like uh, but, right right but honestly they're not yeah <laughs> they kind of just serve as that like that simple base you mm-hmm. know is there like the texture you get a little bit of that roasted taste you know but then the the cheese you know is where the flavor comes in and then the salsa after that like it's just yeah, it's, it's a perfect base, it you really know, is. like, to serve the flavors that, like, you're looking for. You know? Yeah, bro. It all, like, blends in really well, and yeah. when you eat it, you're like, oh, man, like, this is it. This is it. Does your Thea know the story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my mom told her the story. Yeah, that's so, funny. I mean, yeah, so that's why she kind of, you know, laughs when it, um when I ask her for the cheese rellenos. <laughs> yeah, I... I so yeah, it's usually a meal that I try to eat every time I'm out there. <laughs> That's dope, man. Well, let's move into the next topic. Um, who are the mental chefs in your life, growing up or currently? Um, you know, who was giving you that that kind of life advice um, that that really resonated with you? If you have probably, three options, maybe three pieces of advice. Uh, probably my mom, for sure. My mom, number one. Um, she actually, you know, helped me play around with different ingredients to get the churro recipe down too. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, I mean, even then, I was just watching her cook, seeing what she would put in the food. Like it just kind of all went hand in hand, and I picked up little things from her. Uh, so, you know, some of my I try to incorporate some of my meals to imitate hers, even though I don't have that sazon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <coughs> that's a beautiful word <laughs> yeah bro so that my mom um, who would I say is another one yeah like who was who was giving you that um, just kind of that advice for your life of like life lessons that you kind of you know that stuck with you and, and that you shape your life around um, could be financial advice parenting advice um, just advice for living, you know, growing as a man, like, like who, who yeah, who are those people? And what do they, what do they tell you? Uh, <clears throat> the goat himself, Don Lencho, my grandpa, mm. probably had the biggest influence in my life, man. And I, to this day, I wish it would have, my parents or my mom, or my, yeah, they would have fixed his papers so he could have came to the U.S. earlier. Just because, I mean, I don't get me wrong, like, the time I spent with him, you know, it was great, and I would never take it for granted. But during the time, I think, you know, it all just, it's crazy how it all happened. Because when I first graduated college, obviously he was here. 
And for like the month or two, I couldn't find a job. I mean, it's not like how it is now. Like everyone's hiring. You know, during when I graduated college, it was tougher to find a job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was hanging out with him like every day. And one thing, you know, he would always tell me is like, you like want to be the best version of yourself. No matter what it is that you're doing, you always want to do your best and you want to always put your like best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of took off with that. And then another thing he always like would tell me is like, you know, you want to, he, he kind of always had this like mindset, like if you take care of your family, you know, God's going to pay you back in ways you never like thought possible. And I would just, you know, kind of listen to like some of the things he would say and hearing his stories, like of how literally <coughs> my mom grew up poor, like she sometimes didn't even have shoes on. And it wasn't until he started selling cheese, bro. Cheese. cheese. Wow. That, you know, their, all their lives turn around. You know, he was able to buy terrenos, land in Mexico. He was able to build the house that they have or that, you know, he had and just buy properties around the town. And, you know, like, and it was like with the most simplest things, you know, or something some, so simple as cheese, selling cheese yeah. in Guadalajara. And they would make it at the town and he would buy it off the person that would make it go to Guadalajara and sell it for like four or five times the price that you would pay for it yeah and just you know just thinking to myself like you know hearing someone with like his uh, entrepreneur you know that spirit yeah. yeah so that kind of definitely grew on me and then I guess the piece of advice that he that till this day kind of sticks with me the most that he said <clears throat> he's like he's like when you have a business and you take care of the business the business is going to take care of you Mm-hmm. And I was just like, like now I'm seeing it, you know, the more time that I dedicate to the business, the more effort that I put into the business, the more I see it grow, the more that I see it, you know, return. Right. Um, you know, not, not just in like an in income, but just in satisfaction, man, just seeing where it's going, like the direction that we can take it. It's just crazy. Scaling, yeah, growth. Scaling, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, <clears throat> he. that's why we kind of named the business after him was because you know he had such a big impact in my life and the connection that I had with him yeah and you know like I said I I wish I would have had more time with him and I wish I would have spent more time with him just because you know I love hearing his stories love hearing about yeah like, yeah the struggle you know mm-hmm. the struggle that he went through to put my mom in the situation that she's in to where now I'm in you know yeah. the generational you know and now that you have your son exactly you know and that's crazy like it, 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 like the fact that it, like for him it started there and, and I feel like for us now both of us you know being fathers like it I don't know that moment that you have your kid like it's just you never kind of experienced that like outward love you know like like that you wanted to to just go crazy for your family kind of thing you know and it's different, you know. I, I feel like, like it's it's there for your wife and, and stuff like that, um, but I think it's because it's you and your wife kind of teaming up for your kid. You know, it's just like a whole nother game. You know, it really is. Bro. <clears throat> it, it definitely you know pushes you to new limits. Yeah. Because you start realizing, you know, I I I can take care of myself, but now I got others that I got to take care of. Yeah, and, and that's where it starts too. You know, like like Saint Teresa always said, um, but she says you want, you want to change the world, go love your family. You know, mm-hmm. 
And like uh, I, I've also heard this one quote too that was like, um, everyone wants to be a hero, but no one wants to do the dishes that are in the sink, right? And it's just like those those small little things in your life that you can control, right? That that, that are kind of um, infinite, like like that have an infinite return, like. It is, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know you you look back and just see everything that you know goes in your life and you you sometimes you're like oh you know just kind of brush it off but there's that stuff if it comes back into your life you're like dang you know there's a reason why it was here in the beginning mm-hmm. i should have paid mm-hmm. attention to it so then i would have to trace back to it if that right. makes sense right yeah so it's, it's crazy it's just you know it's mind-blowing when you start really realizing like all the things that you know just like one simple gesture you know like for example with me i always tell isaiah i love him and i'll give him a kiss on the cheek i'm like because like i said like i was saying earlier when he's in high and maybe when he even starts school he's probably not gonna want me to even come near him you know <laughs> but you know now you know he allows me to do it so i'm gonna do it and you know it's just i want to implement that and let him know you know like yes sometimes i do get upset with him mm-hmm. and sometimes i like I tell him like things like, "Hey, you're not supposed to do that." And he'll get upset or cry at because I told him, like, not to do, not to be messing around. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I want him to know, you know, I love you. Right. And I. And you do those things because you love him. Exactly. You know? And I don't want him to grow up and say, "Oh, you you would just hit me because I wasn't listening." But it was like, dude, I I would discipline you. You know, I never wouldn't hit you, but. Maybe a spank here and there, but <laughs> just because you didn't listen. <laughs> no, but I honestly, I try not to, man, just because, no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to him, especially right now. Yeah. He's like, just wants to explore, run around. Yeah. And trying to spank him every five minutes, you know? Right, yeah. right. Hey, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> sometimes they don't know. But, but it is that, that whole discipline thing, you know, of mm-hmm. like, that balance of like you know i'm going to discipline you but i'm also going to like let you know that i love you as a father you know yeah. so it's, it's just kind of that, that balance you know and i always joke around <clears throat> with uh, ruby and i always tell her like i'm easy on isaiah if you would have seen how my mom was with me growing up or <laughs> with my siblings dude yeah <laughs> let's just say that anything she would find dude just <laughs> This is anywhere, anywhere, bro. What was what was the worst thing you got hit with? We used to call it la palita. So you know the things that they used to like um, the <laughs> like so stir batter with or yeah. something. So I guess the best example. Have you ever seen when they make carnitas? No. Mm-mm. Pozole. Yeah. The wooden. The yeah, wooden, yeah, yeah. Like the this uh-huh, big uh-huh. wooden thing. She would use one of those to hit us, bro. <laughs> and. The, I remember we used to first we knew we were in trouble because she was like let's say she was cooking the in the in the kitchen and we were like fighting or whatever me and my siblings and out of nowhere like my brother would cry or my sister would cry or like we'd start yelling at each other oh we already knew my mom was gonna come bro and just hit all three of us just because and we always would say like oh like the palita bro that that's that was like our Some biggest scarring word that's it is funny. bro. But I mean, I'm I'm glad, bro. I'm glad. She sure. Would, you know, she would, she would do that to us because you know, I look at like my siblings and you know, thank God you know none of us are going down the wrong path. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that because 
a simple, you know, getting beat by a palita. <laughs> Some people get beat with freaking palas their whole life and still don't get it, get it through their head, you know, or still yeah. knuckleheads or whatever. But, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, my mom disciplined us the way she did because, you know, it, looking back at it, now I can laugh. Right. Because, you know, it's it's part of all part of all part of the process. And, right, right. You know, I'm grateful for the man that I'm becoming because of the ass whoopings I was getting when I was, you know, <laughs> five, six years old. <laughs> right. That's funny, man. Well, this next topic um, is called You Changed. So this one... Um, Either pick a food that you used to hate and now that you love, or now that you now you love, or advice that you once lived by and now you don't believe. So when people say, Edwin, you changed, man. What are they talking about? I think one thing that definitely comes to mind is just my mindset, bro. My mindset isn't like, um, I used to always say, you, you know, I, I had a selfish high school mindset even in college I feel like I caught myself with that type of mindset mm-hmm. and you know it, it didn't lead me always to, down the right path so you know I I had some friends that I would go out with or hang out with and they wouldn't like if they see me now they definitely can tell a difference you know some of them are still in that circle still going out still partying and I'm just like <laughs> no, that ain't for me no more. Like, right, right. Uh, having one beer, I start buzzing now. It's like, <laughs> it's not the same no more. You know, things have changed. And I think that's probably it. Just, you know, removing myself from a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's why I don't talk to those people the way I would. You know, if I see them, I'll reach out to them here and there to see how they're doing. And Just they, on different paths. Exactly. We're on completely different paths now, right. which is fine. You know, I'm happy for them. They're happy. If they're happy doing their own thing, that's cool. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I... Chocolate I, Empire. Exactly, bro. Remember <laughs> what I told you? The quote, you know, I used to have million-dollar dreams, now I got billion-dollar goals. Or no, I used to have million-dollar goals, now I have billion-dollar dreams. Right. <laughs> right, man. So that's, that's the model, man. It is, man. <laughs> that, that, that next level, man. There's levels to this. It know? is, bro. It is. And, you know, it's, it's you know, it's so true. When you start realizing, you know, the path you that's meant for you, you're going to meet greater people and right. people are going to come into your circle that are going to, you know, guide you into a better path than people that are just keep weighing you down. And, you know, it's not not the life that you want to live. No, man, not at all. Right. And I think that's what that is really is living your life on purpose. Like no one's making you make this decision right is it's like i'm gonna make i'm gonna live my life on purpose so that i can look myself in the mirror and be okay with the decisions that i make for you sure know? it's like i'm not gonna get guilt tripped into you know staying out 3 4 a.m at the club or whatever um and then kind of resent my friends or resent myself later on because it's not what i actually wanted to do mm-hmm. you know and i think there's something powerful about like living your life on purpose you know and so, and sometimes sometimes I feel like because it's so foreign that like it, it can get viewed the wrong way with people that don't have that mindset of like you know when you live your life on purpose it's like oh damn like you don't care about me kind of thing and like for me I think like when I heard that term of living your life on purpose it was kind of like no like I, I totally understand now of like how can I be 
a great friend to you and like I'm not right with myself you know and it's kind of that like you know putting on your your oxygen mask before helping others out you know taking care of taking care of what's in your yard before you help out your neighbor who's really mad at the leaves that are coming in their yard from your house you know what I'm saying (laughs) yeah for sure so yeah man I think that's that's a great uh, great testament and I think the way that you live your life and with your business now and stuff is is just a great testament of someone who's living their life on purpose yeah bro it is and I mean I'm grateful I'm grateful to be in this position and I'm grateful you know to have quote unquote more time than I did before Mm -hmm. Um, but you know it's, it's just part of the process you know this this is not where I want to be in the next five years, you know? Right. Like and like I told you, I, I joke around with myself all the time. I want to <laughs> retire by the time I'm 30. Right, You right. know, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I got to figure out a way. Yeah. You know, and then I look at it, I look back, like my brother asked me, he's like, wait, are you 25 or 26 now? And I was like, no, I'm 26. And I like, I thought about it. I was like, shit, I got four years left. I got to figure out what the heck I got to do four years to retire, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's just one thing I keep telling myself. Like, I want to retire by the time I'm 30. Yeah. And it's just, how am I going to get there? Keep grinding. Keep, you know, working. Right. Don't focus on what people got to say about you. Focus, stay on your lane. Keep your head down. Keep and if it And if it's not 30, it's going to be someday. Exactly. You know? If it's not 30, it might be 30 in six months. It might be 31, you know? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, it's You got not, the goal in mind. Yeah. And and I think that's that's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so... <clears throat> well, this last topic is called two cents. So I asked people, um, you know, your two cents on a certain topic um, from, from episode to episode. Okay. So uh, what I want to ask... Today is what's your two cents on on breaking the mold for somebody who, you know, isn't quite sure um, if they want to do the college route or if they want to try out entrepreneurship and do their own thing. What, what's your two cents on on breaking the mold of like, you know, going to high school to go to college? You know what I mean? Me personally, I I get mad at myself. I'm like, well. I kind of I kind of tell myself like damn I should have started this business before I went to college I wouldn't have wasted four years of my life mm-hmm. that's the way I see it now you know but when I was in college I mean I, I enjoyed every moment of it just because you know the studying aspect it pushes you to new limits man because mm-hmm. I, I breezed through high school not because I'm a super smart but just because I did enough to get good grades and just because I stayed in, I wanted to play sports. Mm-hmm. And it was an easy transition because it was so implemented in my head that you got to go to college to find a good job, a mm-hmm. good paying job. Right, right. And, you know, I grew up with that mindset because none of my parents went to, I mean, uh, neither of my parents went to college. You know, I think I was the first to graduate from a four-year university on my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I think my uncle actually got a degree. Yes, I think my uncle did. No, we're going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Theo. <laughs> yeah. But I but I was like, it's very, very limited to who has like a four-year degree yeah. in my family from both sides of the family. Yeah. Um, here in the United States, at least. In Mexico, I have a cousin that's a doctor and a few other engineers and whatnot. But mm-hmm. here in the U.S., you know, it's if it's me, it's literally maybe you can count them all with one hand out of all my cousins, uncles, aunts, whatever. Um, me and my sister or one of them and 
like I said, bro, being in college, it taught me how to grow up just because I didn't have my parents there. I was living on my own. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out, you know, budget, how much money I could spend just because, you know, I wasn't getting a whole lot of financial support from my parents. Mm -hmm. Most of my financial support was either coming from the jobs that I had in college or the the money that the um, student aid gave me mm -hmm. or financial aid gave me, mm -hmm. you know, so I had a budget myself so I wouldn't overspend and I wouldn't go crazy. And like I said, just, you know, waking up, going to class, getting in that routine, um, working out. I got real big into working out. Mm -hmm. I mean, now I kind of fell off, but <laughs> <laughs> during college, you know, I was real big on it. And it, I felt like it left, definitely elevated my thinking and it just made me feel more confident in myself. So, like I said, I mean, for me, I, going back now, I can say like, yeah, I wish I would have just started a business, but... I definitely feel like college helped me to get to this point. So I think if I would have started a business in after high school, I'd probably, it would have took me a lot longer to get to where I'm at now right. than if I would have gone through the struggles that I did in college. Right, right. So, I mean, I feel for me personally, I had to go to college to get to this point, mm -hmm. you know, to go through all the, all the shitty jobs that I had after college to realize that, you know, know my true worth, that I wasn't worth $15 an hour. So go, going through those struggles made me realize and want to explore a different route of you right. know, entrepreneurship. Right. And in high school, you know, my mindset was go to college, graduate as quick as I can so I can go get a job and retire. For 40 years and retire. How freaking terrible. five, four, one K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, hope, and hope by then I, I own a house or two and just live off the rent. Right. You know, that, that, was, like, that was like my goal. Yeah. But nah, bro. Now, like I said, if, if like, let's say a high schooler came up to me and asked me, like, hey, I, I don't know if I want to go to college or start my own business. Easily. The easy question is start a business. If you don't know what to do, it, like, start Googling, start YouTubing things. Yeah. There's people out there that are doing something similar to you. It right. might not be the exact same thing as you, but, you know, they, they're doing something similar that you can copy and put into your life that maybe can help you. Right. Scale or you know network with someone that you know is already in the industry that can help you out kind yeah. of lead you the way and but you, at the end of the day you've got to put in the hard work yeah so no, I, I think that I think that's great too of like what you're saying there like because me and Casey talk about it all the time of like you know what we're going to do with Simi you know and like um, is she going to go to college and stuff like that for me I just want her to know her options you know I, I just I don't know what it's going to look like and by the time it's you know time for her to go to college or whatever things could be changed you know maybe the school system's fixed i don't see it happening or anything like that but like yeah. <clears throat> you know i just want her to know her options that like you don't have to go to college you know you can start a business you can start this or like you know figure out what you want to do and then figure out the steps on how to get there you know um but yeah i feel i feel the same way man i feel i feel like with you know, not being satisfied in my nursing career and stuff like that. It's like, dang, man, like I got two degrees, you know, I got my degree in exercise science. Then I got my degree in nursing and it's like, I got two bachelors and I'm like, I feel like for, for a good minute. And sometimes I can fall back into it too. Like I'm pissy about it of like, man, like I wish I just started a business. I, I don't want to go to college, man. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> right. But like, I think when I really do think about it, like in my heart of hearts, I think about it. I'm like, dang, you know what? It did shape 
the person that I am today. Because in high school, I was like the stupid kid. Like, you know, I think I had like a 2.8 maybe GPA, right? I got to college and probably probably one of the worst pieces of advice that I've got was, uh, at least for the field that I wanted to get into, one of my cousins told me, you can mess up your first two years of college and then after that, like, you gotta, you know, try. And so I was like, all right, for sure, right? <clears throat> then I was like, wait, hold up. He, he's not trying to go to grad school. <laughs> so here I am with this crappy GPA after my first two years that I just messed up. And now I'm like freaking trying to boost my GPA and like, you know, chase these applications and stuff like that in my junior and senior year. And it's so much harder. Right. So that was that was the worst piece of advice that I got, to be honest. So that, that's one for me. You changed. Yeah. I'm throwing that one out the window. Yeah, for sure. But <clears throat> I, I agree. Like, you know, when I think about my journey to NAU, like just getting out of the house, I think changed my relationship with my parents. Yeah. You know, I feel like they saw me as a man. They saw me as an adult and I, I started treating them, you know, as, as adult figures and stuff like that. And not just like my parents, you know, and I feel like that relationship grew once I got out of the house, you know, you start, you start to learn how to be in relationship with others, you know, with your roommates and stuff like that. Um, not always the best, but <laughs> right no, but, but that, no, not only that but even even the parts that suck right are the ones that teach you you it know they're the ones that teach you like this is like who who I am you know when, when I see someone doing something that I don't like like oh I don't now I know I don't like that you know, when someone does that or when some when you're doing something that someone else doesn't like it's like oh shoot like it's kind of you know that examination of conscience of like man maybe I am a freaking Sleaze, like maybe I am a dirt ball, and like <laughs> I leave trash everywhere. You know, you just don't know it, you know, because you had your mom there to pick it up for you, kind of thing. True, or whatever. <clears throat> but not only that, but finding community, finding my faith, you know, I think was huge, and then finding my wife, and and allowed me to, you know, get this house, build the life, thus far, have something to fall back on, you know, and now I can start my business, kind of thing, and so. I totally agree, man. I think, like, at times where I can get pissy about, like, man, I should have just went straight business route. It was who I am. You know, it was, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I'll, you know, I was selling I was selling water to my neighbors from the water from my fridge as a kid. You know, I could have, I should have saw this coming. Like, yeah. this is who I am. This is my business. Same with my grandpa. My grandpa used to sell um, alcohol and cigarettes to the Navy when they were out in the Philippines. When he and he, he, I think he stopped school when he was six years old, kind of thing. So it's just like, and then not only that, if you know my family, my, my cousins are all entrepreneur type things and stuff like that. So I feel like this is like embedded in me, <laughs> and I kind of just molded, you know, to what's next. But I think overall, because I had to struggle, right? Because I was because I was stupid going into college, and I figured out how to be a student, how to be a scholar how to how to go crazy if i wanted to survive right sure that's the skill i think that i value the most like i, I went from 2.8 student you know dumb and then going into college and now i feel like i can learn anything yeah. you know I, I i know that like anything can be learned kind of thing it, it might be easier for other people to learn it but like at the end of the day i'm gonna learn until i can't until i don't understand the material you know for sure yeah and I think that's the biggest thing. It gave you that hunger that uh, you know what it is to struggle a little bit, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, the best example I always use is uh, when it came to time for finals. 
how cramped we would be staying up to crazy hours of the night studying in the library right right you know getting a few hours of sleep and then going to take the or final exam right you know and that that's studying just, till two three o'clock wake up at seven and i feel you know, like that's that's kind of that that's the process that it is man when you know life and not just life but starting a business right it's trial and error trial and error you just keep practicing the same things and you don't know if you're going to get the best result but if as long as you stay consistent you know you you get a good grade on your final same thing happens with the business you just stay consistent stay consistent and then the next day boom your sales blow up like crazy mm-hmm. you know and i, I was kind of um telling rubio this you know we moved to this new location yes we've been getting good traffic on the weekends but our traffic isn't as good as it was over here, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're still selling, which is good, and we're still, you know, being profitable. But it's not the same profit margins as we were when we were in our old location during the week. So I was like telling Ruby, I was like, you know, what if I close an extra day, or like, what if I close Tuesdays? But I was like thinking to myself, I was like, but we're still selling, we're still profitable, you know. Mm-hmm. Why not stay consistent, you know, keep our regular schedule. And, you know, eventually, if we realize <coughs> that our sales aren't going up and they're staying, you know, kind of borderline where they're at now, then let's just stay, let's just close the day. Well, not only that, but like figuring out how do I bring more sales in on that Tuesday? Yeah. You know, what, what, what do I need to do as a business owner to attract that crowd, you know? On a Tuesday. Yeah. Which, so one thing I was noticing, on Tuesdays, we were the only ones that were setting up. So where we set up, uh, Tuesday was like no one no one set up. Monday, Tuesdays, no one sets up. We got there and we were the first ones to set up on Tuesdays. Last Tuesday, I actually noticed um, that there's an actual, there's a taco <clears throat> that sets up now. So I'm noticing that we got a lot busier because there's a taco guy now there. So mm-hmm. people are seeing options. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. seeing dinner and dessert. Mm-hmm. Before they were just seeing dessert. Right, right. You know, and I take credit. I mean, I don't, I don't take the credit, but I'm grateful that, you know, they're setting up on Tuesdays now, <laughs> you know, because they see me there and they see that, you know, I'm still bringing people. But with them there, we're bringing more people together. So right. obviously my customers go by from him and his customers come over here. Right. So, I mean, that's that's another thing too, bro, that I've realized like when it comes to food trucks, there's I, I've told you there's so much hate and so many people like don't want to share customers when it's like two, two completely different things. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, I always say like, man, there's plenty for everyone. Right. Like, I use I used the example. I don't know if you ever gone to Mercado de los Cielos in Desert Sky. Probably not. Mm-mm. Okay, well, there's a little like food court section within that little swap meet. Mm-hmm. Bro, you go to every single restaurant. It's probably like seven, eight restaurants in there. All of them have the same exact menu. <sighs> Bro, all of them sell Mexican food, and it's all the same. It's just cooked by different people. <laughs> all of them sell. Are they complaining? I mean, they probably don't like each other. <laughs> I, I don't know. But they're all selling. They're yeah. all in business, and they all been open for years. So I mean, that just goes to show, bro. It's never compete for a person, because if you're just chasing, you know, a customer chasing the money, that ain't gonna bring you happiness, bro. Yeah. I I told you when I was having the other children guys set up next to me, we were still you know making profit, and there was another guy next to us, and yeah, they would be like, oh, like does isn't it affecting your sales? I was like. 
I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still making money. He's making money. I'm selling out. I don't know if he is, mm-hmm. but you know, we're. I'm happy. I'm sure they're happy. Yeah. And that's all that matters to me. I'm not gonna be fighting for uh, an extra five dollars. Like, right. <laughs> I'm gonna go miserable fighting for extra five dollars. Right. You know, but that's kind of what I've always said. But yeah, that's just touching on that, and it doesn't matter. Phoenix is too big. This world is too big to be <laughs> fighting for one customer. In all reality. Yeah. There's plenty for everyone. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for joining us on the show. Of course, bro. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, dude. Again, super proud of you and what you're doing with your business and stuff like that. Um, you want to drop your, your Instagram or where, where can people find you? Yeah, definitely. One more time or what are the hours, you know, that you're selling over there? Sure. Um, so just look us up, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Instagram altogether, Churros Don Nencho. And then Facebook, Churros Don Nencho. And yeah, those are the, probably the two biggest ways to see when we're open, what days will be set up. Normally, we have a Tuesday through Saturday uh, schedule, six to nine thirty ish, ten, depending what time we sell out. And then sometimes Sundays we open up. Just depends if we want to take a day off or not. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Well, you guys heard it here. Go get your churros. Got the new menu items coming up, the Oreos and the Fruity Pebbles, man. I can't wait. Different I got to try those out. Yeah. Strawberry, uh, vanilla, and chocolate. We nice. had vanilla, but we're adding chocolate and strawberry. And we're thinking about maybe doing like a mystery flavor of the week or like, or sorry, like a surprise flavor of the week. Like kind of rotating? Yeah, rotating. Dope, yeah. Or for the meantime, until we see what's uh, selling. So like if we see chocolate selling, then we'll just keep chocolate. Or if we see that chocolate's not really selling, we'll take chocolate out and we'll just substitute it for whatever flavor is selling. Yeah. Kind of just, you know, yeah. <laughs> Market gotta, research. Yeah, man. You got to try different things just because, you know, we're, we're going in with the new product technically. We already have in the ice cream, but we're trying out a new product, so. Right, right. Well, you guys heard it here first, man. Churros Don Lencho. Check them out. <laughs>